Yes, Father God, we are in that war, and you've equipped us for the war. You have given us your wisdom, your truth, your instruction, and you said you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So thank you, Jesus, for you being the truth, bringing the truth, teaching us the truth, and giving us courage to walk in it. Thank you that you are faithful and obedient to the Father. You died on the cross. You took on the shame, the sin of the world, that you might set us free from the guilt and condemnation and the demands of Satan, this, uh, the demands for death. And Lord, I thank you, Jesus, that we are alive in Christ. We have a future in you. We have a life in you. We're living now. We're eternal beings. And we thank you, Lord, that all is well, it is well with my soul. Even though the whole world out there is reeking and raking and wearing out, we praise you, God, that you are still in control. You're still on the throne. The flowers still bloom. Hallelujah. The the goodness of God is still, still seen all around us. We ask for divine protection and we ask for eyes and ears to see and hear and understand what we're speaking about and that people who are hearing and listening today are searching for answers, are searching for things that will make sense, connect the dots for them in this idea of spiritual warfare, demonic acu- acu- activities and oppression. Connect the dots. Help them not to be afraid. Perfect love casts out fear. And we thank you, Lord, for divine protection over all of us because we are your servants, your sons and daughters. In Jesus' name, amen. The last time we were talking about what about demons? And yeah. so we're continuing on that subject today. Um, demons, and you know, we talked about who they are, where they came from, what they're doing. And uh, here's something, too, and... Um, how do people now there's there's a fierce 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 war mm-hmm. that's being oh, waged yeah. mm-hmm. against the souls of mankind right yeah i mean it, it's 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 vicious it's subtle and 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 subtle is a good word a lot of subtle but yet it's overt and but there are demons these now walk and live among disembodied us disembodied yeah. evil spirits that are here to afflict, to destroy, to um, torment, um, to divide, to cause offenses, uh, to corrupt mankind in, in every way possible. So, but there, so there's these demons are looking to dwell. They want bodies, right? Right. And they want us, right? Mm-hmm. They want our bodies to destroy our bodies, to destroy our, our, our body, soul, and spirit, mm-hmm. if they can do it. And right. God is here to save, save us and redeem us. They're here to destroy us. But how how do people become you know, the term? There's a term called demon possessed, right? Mm-hmm. And it's really it's an unfortunate term in a lot of ways. But then you know we could call it demonized. But how how do how do we as human beings become demonized? Whether actually these demons come in and and have control. Uh, in our lives? Well, uh, first of all, the word possess in English has three different meanings. And people say, well, Christians can have demons, for example, um, because they're understanding the word possession to mean own. Now, possession, can, the word possession can mean to own. It can also mean to, to be occupied by or controlled by. Um, and so when you, when you think about a Christian being owned by God and Satan at the same time, it cannot be done. So a Christian in that term cannot be 
possessed. There's not joint ownership. Because, right, there's only, you know, when you're lost, you're lost, and when you're found, you're found, and you're either in the kingdom of God or not. But just because you're owned by God, just because he now owns the house doesn't mean the house doesn't need to be cleaned. It doesn't mean the house doesn't have lots of rat's nests in it. And so salvation is buying the house, sanctification is cleaning the house. So Satan can can come in as, you know, like, for example, I can, I can own something I don't occupy, you can be the landlord. You can occupy something you don't own, you can be the renter, or you can control something, which is another word for possess, control, by uh, controlling something that you don't have a right, that you don't own, and you don't have a right to, but you control it through fear and intimidation uh, and force. You can do that too. You can do it through ignorance and, and, and just denial and letting people just get by with it. Uh, or you can be like, you know, Hitler took over Poland and he controlled it without owning it. So the enemy can still control areas of a Christian's life, and we call those strongholds. And Jesus talked about them. The Bible talks about them. Uh, these strongholds are places where the enemy, those are his little base camps of operation where he comes in to try to expand his territory by getting you to agree with more and more things that he presents to you as if they're your idea. And then you say, yeah, I am depressed. So then depression gets to come in and expand his his hold on you and get you um, to feel worse and worse. Um, and or I'm anxious. I'm you know anything you agree with becomes mm. a, a, a permission to the enemy, especially if you're agreeing with the lie. If you're agreeing with the, the truth, it, it doesn't work for the devil. If you're agreeing with the the lie, I am anxious. We say, well, I am anxious. I feel anxious. I'm my heart beats. I've, my I I've, I've you know um, uh, my adrenal glands are are, are shot, you know, whatever. And, and so you're feeling all these symptoms and you're giving permission to the symptoms to give permission to the spirit of anxiety to come in and, and increase his pressure and his struggle over you. And so this is the real war. The war is a war of faith and belief. Whose report are you going to believe? That's the bottom line in the whole thing. So there are the, these agreements, in other words. So we're making agreements all the time. Mm-hmm. If you think of it this way, we're always making agreements. So we make agreements with the but food. But we don't realize that. We don't realize, but we're but the food that we eat. We're permitting it to come in. The things that we read, the things that we watch on television and the movies. We're permitting those things to come into our life. Mm-hmm. And that's how they do get in is through our permissions. And, and that's why Jesus talked about the, the stronger man comes against the strong. You're the strong man. The stronger man comes and presents an enticing, seducing, craving, whatever he does. And he's already kind of prepped you, groomed you for that already. And so now you give into the alcohol, you give into the drug, you give into the sexual whatever. And so you're, 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 and in doing that, you're, you're giving Satan an increase in his, his territory in your soul, in the stronghold. And so every time we agree with the lie, Satan takes a little more, t- a little more territory until ultimately he is in control. Um, and so it's called really, I call it, and they, they use this term, uh, incremental agreements. That's what, that's exactly what it is. You don't come bold face first time. Okay, devil, come on in. You can have my life. Nobody does that. What it is, is it's an incremental agreement. And here's another thing people don't think about, Jerry, is that these incremental agreements have been made through the generations, exactly. through your generations. You have come from a line of people. We all have a bloodline. You represent thousands of people's agreements and they have given agreements for uh, various demonic strongholds, uh, activities to be prevalent. Habits, activities, yeah, lifestyles, in their lives. thoughts, attitudes. And, and though those were not your sins and you didn't commit those sins and you didn't make those agreements because they did not close the door through repentance 
it says the sins of the fathers are visited onto the children of the third and fourth generation. And that's how that happens. And that's why that happens. Because the, the parents never asked for forgiveness. They never repented. And so those doors are left open. So when you're born, this, the enemy just watches and he comes down through that open door and he waits for his opportunity to get you to agree with. And he's going to take you in the same direction that they've gone in because it's an easy direction because you're already set up preset for that, if you will. Yeah, there's that. There's that, uh, how can I say it, generational vulnerability. Yeah, to various different things. Where where you're just open, you're just open door to it. Well, think about the medical histories. They say, well, do you have a history of diabetes in your family? Do you have a history of, you know, heart attacks and this and that? What they're saying is, uh, yeah, they're recognizing that your previous generations had a weakness for maybe a heart or a lung or a liver or a a whatever. And that they're, they're using that to trace that same diagnosis malady down into your life because they see that there is a connection. And so when you say, yeah, I come from a generation of this thing, they say, well, that kind of confirms their diagnosis. It doesn't really help them fix you. It just confirms their diagnosis, which isn't really very helpful. But anyway, um, so the devil has already softened you up the, and through the activity of the demons. And the demons are the ones who are responsible to destroy the individuals. And most people you know, aren't really aware of that. You know, no. they might think, you know, what, you know, when they really look at it, mm-hmm. you really look at it, you know, well, grandma had this or grandpa did that. And, and when you really look at that, sometimes people think of, you know, part, piecemeal. In other words. Yeah, they don't put well, it all my, together. My, you know, I'm like my grandma. Mm-hmm. I, she right. had a horrible right. temper. And, and um, Well, the thing is, the thing is, at the other part of that problem is, um, this is another subject bringing in another... We have take taken spiritual warfare, demonology, demonic opp- oppression, possession, the even the actual reality of Satan and his in, in his war against God. We have taken it out of the gospel of Jesus Christ for the most part. And that's why we don't have good solutions. That's why we have to say people are depraved because they do depraved things because you don't put the demon or the devil in the equation to give you the understanding of why this is happening. And so we have all kinds of offshoot off-brand, you know, replications and, and modifications and counterfeit expressions of the gospel of Jesus Christ that are impotent and powerless because we have taken out the, the core of the gospel. Why did Jesus come in the first place? To defeat the devil. Why? Well, because there's a devil. What was the devil need to be defeated? Well, because he was going to kill us. He had he had his his claim to us that we were his and that he could kill us. And so why did Jesus die on the cross? Because of the devil, because because of the sin, because of the the claim, Satan's death claim upon us, Jesus had to come and die in our place to break that grip of let, Satan. Let me just read that what you're saying. First John three eight, he who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning, mm-hmm. and for this purpose, the Son, the Son of God, God was manifested that he might destroy the works of. So now we're just kind of rediscovering after how many generations and centuries the activity of Satan. And I believe it's God that's giving us back this revelation. Because when Jesus was here, for example, I just want to call your attention to two different scriptures. One is, is in the book of Mark, actually. It's chapter one, just off the bat, Jesus is casting out demons. He's in the synagogue, in the church. The, the guy is there. And they said in verse uh, 21, um, one, 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 twenty-one, Mark. They came into Capernaum immediately on the Sabbath. He entered the synagogue and taught. 
and they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Yes. And there was a man in the synagogue with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And Jesus said to him, Be quiet and come out of him. And he came, and, and when the unclean spirit had come out, he convulsed him and he cried out aloud with a loud voice and came out of him. And they were all amazed. So Jesus knew exactly what he was up against and he knew the demon and the demon knew him and the demon knew who he was. He is the son of God. They were, they didn't have to be taught. They already knew this. The people didn't know this, but the demons were well convinced that Jesus was. And then, okay, so then in um, uh, Matthew chapter 8, verse 29, we have another encounter conversation between Jesus and a demon. Um, uh, and, and it's in verse chapter eight, verse 28. When he came uh, to the other side of the country of the Gadareans and there met him two demon possessed men coming out of the tombs exceedingly fierce so that they could not, no one could pass by. And suddenly they cried out saying, what have we to do with you, Jesus, you son of God? Have you come to torment us before the time? Notice there is a time. And remember we talked about in in the book of Enoch, that they were not judged, not uh, held accountable, not imprecated for their sins until the judgment. They get to do what they get to do and they get by with it until the judgment. And he says, have you come? So they were saying, hey, it's not time for you to shut us down yet. So what are you doing here? Uh, it's kind of interesting. Well, you, you kind of, I think they were taken by surprise. What are you messing up our deal here? And so it was very obvious that there was a conversation. There was a pre-knowledge. They had already met each other uh, in some context, and the demons knew who he was. Another thing, too, is about the, you know, in demons, that um, there are different names of these demons. Um, you know, they, Jesus called them unclean spirits. Mm -hmm. There was a spirit of infirmity, like the woman that had been yeah. bent over for 18, 18 years. years. Spirit of infirmity, uh, right. And there was a deaf and dumb spirit. Yeah. Well, um, a mute spirit, mute, mute spirit, and so unclean spirit, yeah, spirits uh, of heaviness, spirits yeah. of stupor. I mean, yeah, they're the, all in there. Yeah, the garment of praise um, in Isaiah of, sixty-one, I think, for the spirit of. So, in other heaviness. words, if you're feeling oppressed and heavy, There's that's a, a demonic spirit on you of oppression, heaviness, spirit of heaviness. You're just feeling down, glum, don't know, nothing's going right, negative, depressed, da da da, da whatever. If you will do what the Bible says to do garment of praise start praising god if you will st that's how you resist that devil of oppression and heaviness it's it's see there are remedies there are you know things that really do work um in the bible given in the bible for example um uh you know a, a good report is health to the bones so then a bad report is is not health to the unhealthy bones and so when you start speaking forgiving people who put negative words over you and praise God and speak truth over your life, over yourself, your bones will start to heal. It's not just taking, you know, more um, bone support or whatever. It is that too, maybe, but start with the spiritual foundations first and then begin to receive the healing that you're, um, that you're looking for. Uh, yeah, because see, there's a, <laughs> There's how many? There's more and more diagnoses these days. <laughs> and less you know, I think every yeah. year there are, are new syndromes, mm -hmm. uh, diagnosis for this and for that, mental and physical uh, illnesses. 
So, so there's, <laughs> and there's all kinds of medications and behavior modifications and rules and religion and and remedies that don't really work. Yeah, and it's like there there can be there's some medication that can help a person. There's some surgery that can really help a person. So we're not totally you know black. These are gifts the from me- God to medical us. Medical community right. because it's amazing what medical science and, and, and treatments can do for somebody. When they're it, working in agreement with the body, how yeah, God created exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just really amazing. But what happens is there's a substitute, say, you know, a, a child that's just um, freaking out, overactive or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so we'll just put them medicate on a, them. a medicate them. Mm-hmm. And then that's the whole deal. And if they're feeling a little oppressed, we'll do a little quick test and see Oh, they've got this and this. Oh, so let's put them on that. So let's, and that. let's put them on meds, and then let's take care of the side effects with more then, meds. With more meds, and mm-hmm. then the side effects of the side yeah. effects, and it's it, it ends up where people kind of get zombified after. Yeah, a while. absolutely, zombified is a good word because what happens is that you know casting out a demon is not that hard to do. But if the demon is laced in with all kinds of other lies, familiar spirits, you know, medical systems, um, you know, other treatments, other programs, and we're we're looking to those things, and we're not looking to the truth, or we just have part of the truth, and and we don't act in the whole truth of the Word of God, then we're going to receive very little help, uh, a partial help, and and remember what James says: a doubt, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. And I'm, it's like we're we're we're. We have more than one spirit. More than one evil spirit is usually after person. It doesn't just, well, you know, we're gonna lust is gonna come in or addiction is gonna come in and they'll mm-hmm. destroy you. They have got all kinds of other uh, ancillary or, or help accomplishes accomplices and support systems to keep that. You know, what will people think? I can't. They got the secrets. You've got the shame. They're in there too. You've got the um, uh, don't admit you're wrong kind of thing. And then you've got. Uh, all the religious garbage that we Christians can't have demons, so you don't want to say anything about that, and and so they're locking and lacing these demons in, so that when you want to get a deliverance, you're probably going to need to come after more than one demon, because one doesn't work in the stronghold alone. And here's another argument that you hear sometimes among Christians: we don't have to worry about demons because. You know, Satan and his demons are defeated foes. Yes, 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 yes. yes. They're defeated, so we don't have to bother with that. We just keep our focus on Jesus. But the truth is, they are defeated, but they're not defeated unless we enforce the defeat. Oh. So they're defeated through what Jesus Jesus did did on the cross cross and through his resurrection, but it has to be enforced by us. And the demons, they, they can easily convince us that we're modern, we don't need this, we're okay, we're saved, now it's all been done, um, he's under our feet. It, well, if if you are still suffering from things that you, I mean, come on, a curse is a curse, whether it's it's um, it's a cancer, diabetes, a tumor, a broken relationship, a divorce, a child that's tormented, uh, that's freaking out, uh, attention deficit, hyperactivity, uh, other whatever it is, it is a curse. It is not a blessing. A blessing is not a curse. And yet we call these curses just normal things and we treat them with, with poor remedies that don't work. And then the curse just gets worse. The, the situation gets worse. And But let's just stop 
go back to what Jesus said. Do you really believe what the Bible says? If you really believe what Jesus Christ said, then you're going to have to stop believing a whole lot of stuff you've been taught in your church. Sorry, I just said that. If you really believe that what Jesus Christ says in the Bible, just straight out without any kind of you know, religious glasses and looking at it with all kinds of theologies and terminology, look at what Jesus did, look at what he said, and go back to that. Then we're going to have to back up, get rid of a lot of stuff we think is, is working for us, we, we've been told is working for us, it's not working for us, and go back to this pure truth and receive, you know, healing and deliverance. You know, I don't know. Let me just say this. I don't know why people are so scared to let go of the lie. I, I it, That's the most puzzling thing to me when you've been lied to. And the problem is because you've been lied to for 87 years or 25 years or whatever. And you think that you, 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 you think you think that everything you were told and taught is the truth. That becomes the biggest lie when it's not the truth. And so people are afraid. Now, the younger generation, they're more skeptical. They say, well, I'm, I'm not going to believe everything I've told because look, it's not working for those old people. They're, they're just all messed up. My world's messed up. They messed it up. Why should I go with follow them? They already messed it up. I want to know the truth. And I believe that's a good thing because the younger generation is saying, no, I want answers. I want the real truth. I want to ask the questions. And if you don't have the answers, I'm going to go to somebody who does have the answers because there is an answer. And yet we've been satisfied with things that are not answers, multiple, uh, muddled together, you know, theologies and, and denominations and, and half-baked explanations that don't explain anything. And we've been taught to think, okay, that's okay. I'll just accept that. No, don't accept the lie anymore. You have been lied to. I have been lied to. We've all been lied to. Why? Because the liar is the Lord of this world. His whole deal is to lie. His whole deal is to create an environment, a narrative where you and I are lied to and don't even know it. We're being boiled like that frog in that water and it started out so comfortable, so nice. And there was a few little uh, celery flakes and vegetables in that stew. So we're just in there nibbling away, eating away while we're being cooked to become, become the frog soup. And it's time to get out of the kettle and say, you know what? Stop. Just S-T-O-P. Stop. I'm not, I'm going to check this out. I want the truth from Jesus Christ because the truth is what sets me free. And obviously looking around me in my life, I am not free. This, I'm not free of this, this, and this. And I've got financial troubles. I've got marriage problems. I've got health issues. I've got kids that don't like me. I've got all this stuff going on. I just want to stop because there's a lot of lies here that I'm believing that is allowing a lot of this stuff these bondages, this trouble to continue to act in my, my life because I'm agreeing with it. And so we're asking, you know, this, this is cause coming at you from everywhere. It's coming at us from the beginning, from our generations, from the open doors, from the patterns of death and destruction that come through the generational bloodlines. It's coming from the environment around you. It's coming from our educational system. It's coming mm -hmm. from the enemy who's the God of this world. It's coming from the, the pollutions that are trying to destroy our bodies, our souls, our minds. Even, let me just say this, this is so off the wall, but it's true. Even teaching people how to print instead of writing in cursive has broken the flow of thoughts in your mind. If you, if you write in a flowing cursive fashion, you are connecting your thoughts with your brain and it's going on your, it's, it's a one, it's, it's one and connected. If you print you are broken. Your your thoughts are broken. You're, you're, mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not the natural way to do it. So if you just try it yourself, just do a little experiment. If you've got to print everything, and, and stop for a second and go back to writing it in cursive and see how different you feel. 
Um, this everything has been turned upside down. Everything. That's just a little example. Yeah, that's an example too. And there've been many schools they don't teach cursive anymore right. because if everybody's just going to be just you know it's a digital age and we're just going to be on yeah keyboards yeah digital exactly everything everything is is, is is so taken away from us our exp- expression. Jesus wants to reconnect the dots in our life, and so Father God, we know this is big. It's bigger than us. It's so, it's so unbelievably overwhelming. There is no way that we can do this or know this except through you. So I, I just, we want to forgive. I guess that we start with forgiveness really and that we didn't talk about that at all, but we are going to forgive the people who opened the doors, didn't close the doors, uh, believe the lies, pass down the lies to us. Yeah. And so, yeah, these lies that have come to us. And one of the things too that we want to, I want to address here um, is, um, the fact of, of churches, you know, that, that we don't want to address these sorts of things. If we ever want to address somebody that's that, that's demonized, ha- that, that's demonized or think, mm-hmm. well, they have really mental health issues, yeah. so we're going to send them to a mental health expert, you know, Christian or mm-hmm. maybe non-Christian. Mm-hmm. And even even a lot of Christian mental health treatment does not deal, it's, it, it deals work. with you know, behavior modification rather than deliverance. And that, that goes back to trying. I got to try harder to be good. I got to try harder to work the program, work, get it right. Yeah. And, and you know what, all that is, is work and it's not resting and it's not deliverance. It is striving. It is trying and it's frustrating. And that's what everything out there is. And and that's what Satan has changed the gospel of grace and good news, peace, abiding and rest into striving, be good, try harder, take responsibility, make better choices, do you need to change. All of these things that Jesus never, never, never said are now pre- presented as if it's the gospel. And so people are stressed out, striving, am I good enough? They're anxious, is God mad at me? Did I do it right? They're, they don't know where to start because they don't, number num- number one, know who they are, that God is good, that they are good, that they are loved, that, and that there's a devil. And so getting back to the basics is really getting back to the beginning. Yeah, I'm just wondering, you know, how many uh, in congregations is there a public um, addressing of demonic things? You know, I mean, Jesus, we read it earlier, Marjorie, about in Capernaum in the synagogue, he's right there in a mm-hmm. what we would call, we could call a church service. Mm-hmm. They're meeting together, they're, you know, studying the Word of God and stuff like that, and all of a sudden, Jesus, uh, yeah. here's this man crying out, crying out with the unclean spirit, and he said, "Let us alone," mm-hmm. you know. And these demons are crying out. Now, how many people would come, know what to do? Come, come to come to services on Sunday mornings, and and they're they're there. They're worshiping. They got a high powered worship team. They've got all the good look, all, all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, feels good, and, and everything like that, and, and maybe a, an exhilarating message. But they're still, mm-hmm. they're bound. Yeah, they're bound, bound, bound. But who is who is addressing Crying that? that? Who's calling that out? Who's calling that out? Well, a few are starting to call that out, and those who are calling it out are casting out the demons, and people are flocking to them. And it's shocking how many people that you think are just nice, normal, everyday normies are needing a deliverance that actually manifests as a demon leaving them, whether it's a convulsion or a throwing up or a coughing or whatever. And so, um, you know, we're, we're in that age now where we can't, what's not working is not working. And it's time for us to admit it's not working and go back to what worked 
And you know, all these churches that we just flock to, flock, flock, flock to, and sit there in these pews and these padded and whatever it is all, that is not the book of Acts. That is not the book of Acts. Go back to Jesus Christ, the Gospels, and the book of Acts and see what the church looked like. It was it was dynamic. They were out in the streets. They were helping one another. They were loving one another. They were taking care of one another in practical needs. They were casting out demons. They were preaching the gospel. They were going to the ends of the earth, and they were being martyred. They were being murdered. They were being uh, mm-hmm. chased, and, and, and they were being persecuted by Satan because Satan did not want that word out. And then they all began to quiet down and get into their little nice churches and put all the salt in the salt shaker where it does absolutely no good. And so we really need to be willing to shake off, get up, get out. If you're halfway unhappy with your church and or you're just going there for the wrong reasons, and I'm not saying, you know, we shouldn't join and, and uh, you know, assemble ourselves together yeah, so much the more as we see the day approaching. I'm not saying we shouldn't do that. But what I'm saying is find the people of like mind who are truly uh, hungry for God, for the things of God, the truth of God, and, and be with them. Read your Bible nourish yourself. You you can't eat somebody else's. The The preacher cannot eat your food for you. All he can do is, you know, regurgitate something to you that he's been learned, but you have to eat your own food. And so don't, don't go to church and expect someone to feed you uh, because you have to eat and digest your own food. Seek out the Lord. And now this is, these are critical days. We're in the last days. And, you know, if they're not the last days, the, the, the end of the age, whatever, we're pretty close because there's never been a time on the, on the planet when we're so capable of completely destroying ourselves within a moment. And yet Satan is not destroying us suddenly as with a nuclear bomb. He is destroying us subtly uh, with not suddenly, but subtly with um, all of these things that go into our bodies to destroy our health, to destroy our minds, to destroy our relationships. Uh, all these, partake not, pull yourself away from, don't eat the king's dainties and don't take the king's medicines. Those are the two ways. Don't partake because when you do that, you're agreeing with those things. And, you know, we don't want to come into an agreement with things that ultimately are not in agreement with God. Does that make sense? Yeah, and we're deluged with information. You know, we're in yeah. the, used to be in the 50s and 60s that we're in the nuclear age. You know, and now we're in the information age where we're inundated with information, and so much of it is just lies. Yeah. And it's there to produce fear. I mean, how many little things just on your phone, you just say, oh, this come, comes in, and it, it's, 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 distracting. It's, it's, it's distracting. It steals your life. Confi- you know, yeah. It consumes your, your life. Your time. You can get up involved it's in all addicting. kinds of side issues. It's addicting. And the main issue is to love the Lord God, your God with all your mm-hmm. heart, mind, and soul, and strengthen your mm-hmm. neighbors yourself. So really. And rejoice in him. Be you, thankful you, to you him. Know, if you could separate love yourself him. as much as you can from these distractions. And I'm devices. Not, I'm not saying going. Um, you know, Paul said we're not ignorant of his devices. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he wasn't devices. thinking of computers right then. And, well, how, and cell how many phones, people have lost their life in their Facebook or their, or their this or that, that? And it has nothing to do with anything, unless you're using those opportunities as a way to preach or evangelize or share or encourage someone another or pray for them, which can be done, of course. And those are legitimate. But the thing is, you know, we don't realize how much time we waste just wasting time. Uh, and so it's time to get up, get your boots on, and get out into the battlefield. And before you do that, though, you need to know where you're going and what's going on. And so, uh, Father, we just praise you and thank you 
for the revelation of your truth and that you you have set the truth before us. It is an option. It is not, you know, it, you don't force people to believe the truth. You, you allow us, you set the truth inside of us. You've given us a hunger and a desire for it, but you don't force us to believe you or to know the truth, but you have put us in us a desire to want the truth. So cause us to go in the truth, walking in your spirit that you've put in us, the desire for your love, your truth, your freedom, your victory, and do what you said. You said, heal. You said, preach the gospel, the true gospel of Jesus Christ, the grace and good news of Jesus Christ. Preach the gospel, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, very specific, very specific orders and directions. And Lord God, that's partly what we're not doing, mostly what we're not doing. So forgive us, Lord. Forgive us for preaching counterfeit gospels. Forgive us for denying the war. Forgive us for being afraid to speak about the truth, about what's really going on. And I praise you and thank you that you are faithful, good, gracious, and kind. Now give us courage to follow you. Give us, you've given us your Holy Spirit, now let us listen to him as he leads and guides inside of us in Jesus' name. Marjorie, you've written a book called Cravings. Tell us about that. How does that relate to mm, yeah. demonic involvement? Well, in well everybody lives? who's trying to quit what they can't stop, that's the definition of a craving, trying to quit what you cannot stop. And the cravings, mean, what it means is, as Paul says, if I'm doing what I don't want to do, it's not me doing it. It's the sin that dwells within me. And of course, we've kind of scraped that verse under the under the rug. But the truth is that there are demons that are trying to make people drink and do drugs and meth and whatnot. And the people are trying to overpower the demon by with willpower. And the other thing is demonic's, uh, you know, interactions in our physical body are also causing our chemical balances and causing our neurons and our uh, transmitters and all these things, vibrations, frequencies to become out of whack. So you're not going to willpower your vibrations back into uh, into uh, alignment. What we have to do is come back into a submit to Jesus Christ. And so cravings is, the, the title is cravings, why do I do what I do not want to do? It's, uh, it's a book. Um, and it's on the website, liferecovery.com. So we encourage you guys to take that. And also with Rescue Radio, please tell other people about us. You know, that's not that hard to do. Rescue Radio, you can find us everywhere out there and you can find us on your, even on our website, liferecovery.com. So Father, again, expand your truth, your revelation, your power, your goodness, your healing. Uh, Answer the, the prayers of the cries of the people who are, broken and hurting for themselves, their families, their children, their loved ones, people who are dying day and night, left Mm. and right. Father God, have mercy upon us and send again the truth warriors to come and bring the truth of deliverance and healing to the people, Father, and let the people be ready to receive it, eyes to see it, ears to hear it, a heart to partake in it. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. I have an emergency. What is your location? Rescue Radio, because there's a war for your soul.